I live in Israel. This season is dedicated to the memory of the 1,400 of my countrymen who were massacred on October 7th, and the 240 people that were kidnapped and are being held hostage by the terrorist organization Hamas. Hopefully they will be returned to their families as soon as possible, and hopefully this terrible war will be able to come to a peaceful end very soon. Welcome to Minute 4 of Season 6 of Move Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a Capra-esque journey through the 1946 classic, It's a Wonderful Life, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Jay Cluett of the Deep Blue Sea Pod. Welcome back, Jay. Thank you. Happy to be back. I'm glad to have you back. Uh, so, Episode 4 begins with Franklin uh, continuing to explain the situation and ends with Joseph making a very snide remark. So yesterday, you know, we, we had our first glimpse of uh, outer space, and we had all of these uh, flashing dots uh, talking back and forth. And today we, we continue with that. You know, again, I, I mentioned this earlier, I think it's a clever way to, 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 to show what's going on in space slash heaven or whatever. But, and I, I think it's effective. I, I don't know if it would be as effective today if they were to, to do this in a movie. What do you think? Uh, well, it's absolutely anything. The Simon Pei film from a few years ago was like the most recent Monty Python film that is terrible, in which there were six, five or six kind of aliens in space who had the ability to bestow Simon Pegg with uh, the powers to do absolutely anything. And that kind of reminds me of this, where they were just kind of hanging out in space talking. And that film's terrible, so I don't think they should do that. Okay. Yes, I think I think the sim- the simplicity of this works, where it's just, you know, it's an actual star and it glows. You, you, these days, if they were going to remake it, which they should not do, uh, they, I feel like they could do the same kind of thing, but just uh, Im- improve the glowing, so like it's a full, uh, full outline around the star system that's, that's kind of glowing and it like pulses or changes colors. Like they can improve the effects on that, but just as a, a, a system, I think it works. I think just off oh, space and the camera could be moving right. in the, uh, the camera like swirl around a bit. I think if they were to use it in a movie nowadays, they, they would tend to try to have like, uh, you know, major cameo voices for, for, for these voices. A hundred percent. Yes. The, the aliens in, Absolutely anything film. They were the surviving Monty Python actors, so John Cleese, Michael Payne, etc. Exactly. Uh, yes. Talking in space. Correct. Okay. okay. So basically, you know, the, this minute begins with uh, you know Franklin continuing to explain to Clarence what the problem is, and he goes, and I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. He says, at exactly 10:45 p.m. Earth time, that man will be thinking seriously, of throwing away God's greatest gift. Oh, dear, dear, his life. Then I've only got an hour to dress. What are they wearing now? Um, now, I find it really interesting that, you know, this is the point in the movie where they use the title of the original story. 
you know that we're we're I think you know, it works. We're yeah. four minutes into the movie and they're already just calling it the greatest gift, and they're they're already explaining to us that the greatest gift is his life. So I don't think Clarence is it could be that stupid if he's able to figure that out right away. I, I don't think he is that stupid. The, the IQ of a rabbit thing is clearly a joke. They're not. That's, he just clearly doesn't have the IQ of a rabbit. Uh, so it's it's just he thinks about. I, I feel like he sees the world differently than the uh, angel wing earning system would allow or would prefer. So he hasn't earned his wings not through being stupid, but because he does things not the way they want him to do them. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. That's fair. That's fair. And and I love the fact that he needs an hour to get dressed. You know, you'd think that it's something that would happen with a snap of a finger. I mean, yeah. And what, what we're seeing is he's a star later. He's a person with limbs and ears and everything. Okay. So at some point he'll need to transfer between the two or is he a human kind of thing in space? Is he inside of the star? We're going to get to it later, but at some point, one of them tells him to sit down. He's That's a right. star. How does that work? <laughs> no, but maybe they, maybe, sure. maybe as you're saying, they're not stars. Maybe they are. Uh, that's the way they're that we see them, but they might see themselves, you know, as in their human forms. Yes. Yeah, and I don't know. I love that it's never explained. That's right. Makes me happy. They 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 leave it very you want, it's very ambi- ambiguous and it works that really well that way. Yeah, and then what are they wearing now? That really makes a difference because later on we see that he still wears his clothes from when he was a clockmaker. But I guess that's because he didn't get a chance to change. Yeah. So they, and I mean the clothes he's wearing at, at the end are okay. It's not like he's showing up in a, a kind of ogre or something. Right. No, he's uh, he's in his. Uh, he, he's in his underwear. He's in his uh, dressing gown. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because everything else is wet. You know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the response from Franklin is, is, you will spend that hour getting acquainted with George Bailey. So um, we're going to go back to something I mentioned two days ago. If Franklin already knows that this is going to be happening, shouldn't they have given uh, Clarence a little more time to prepare? Why wait an hour? Because this is also part of it. This is a test for Clarence. This isn't isn't just about saving George. This is also about Clarence earning his wings. So that one hour to revise is part of the test. Yeah, you, know, you, you gotta you gotta save this guy. Really know how to do it. You gotta you gotta earn those wings. Okay. All right. Uh, that's fair. That that is definitely fair when it comes to that. And of course, Joseph only realized. An hour beforehand, that that's when they needed. And then yeah, I mean, that, that, they, need, they need more communication in this, yes, in this business. That is right. And foresight. <laughs> and, and then uh, Clarence makes a plea to Franklin. He goes, sir, if I should accomplish this mission, I mean, might, might I perhaps win my wings? I've been waiting for over 200 years now, sir. And people are beginning to talk. <laughs> so... Again, here at this point, we establish that he was born, that, that he died at least or at most in 1746 you know we we don't know where he was you know where he was living or anything like that he obviously speaks english so he probably um actually in 1746 he probably was not in the colonies so that that actually brings up another question because he doesn't uh you know he doesn't talk with an accent well he's been up in space for 200 years that's enough time to get rid of any accent 
Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> especially, especially if people are beginning to talk. <laughs> Sorry, it, it's nice to know that if if this is after you die, you would go up to heaven, become an angel. There's still a a, um, a community of shame. That's so right. You could still be like, <laughs> still shame people into not having earned their wings yet. It isn't like stuff. And, and and it's possible that that you will be waiting two hundred years for it, and that's fine. Yep. Yeah, that, that's that's understandable and normal, or not necessarily normal. People are beginning to talk, but but when you look at someone who's got the IQ of a rabbit, you never know. Indeed. <laughs> and then Franklin changes the topic and goes, "What's that book you got there? Oh, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer." And then. Franklin just goes back. He doesn't even mention anything about it. He yeah, it's never mentioned again until the the last minute of the film. That's not true. <laughs> Pretty much. No. No, it's mentioned uh, when when they're by the drawbridge. Oh, okay. I did because he because his book got all wet. I see, but it's not like integral to the film. It's not. No. No. It's not like a running bit. That's right. And then Franklin just changes the subject and goes, "Clarence, you do a good job with George Bailey." And you'll get your wings. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay, so wh- what do you know about uh, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer? Uh, it's a book I have read. It, Mark Twain. Um, long time ago, I read that. As um, the painting of the fence is the paint the fence for you because fun, mm-hmm. fun to paint the fence. Mm-hmm. That's about all I can recall of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. <laughs> um, just uh, riding on a steamboat or something at one point, maybe a paddle boat. No, that that's Huck Finn. Uh, that's, that's the Huck Finn, Finn. That's the yes. Huck Finn story. That's uh, I'm mixing the two up. Okay, little. Yeah. I know little about the adventure of Tom Sawyer. Okay, that's fine. So the, the novel was written in 1876 by by Mark Twain. Um, it was based on his childhood growing up uh, in Hannibal, Missouri, and it's basically about a boy who has all these different adventures. Sometimes with uh, his friends, sometimes by himself. They had a sequel to it in that he wrote in 1884. Uh, about the adventures of Huckleberry Finn, which is considered much better than than Tom Sawyer itself. Um, Tom Sawyer is also one of the very first novels that was ever written on a typewriter. Huh. Yes. Didn't so, do you know Mark Twain's real name? Uh, I have no idea. I like to think it's an anagram of Mark Twain, so that would be. Ian. No, no, no. <laughs> his his real name is Samuel Langhorn Clemens. Oh, okay. Langhorn. That's a good. That's a good middle name. No, sir. It probably was like his mother's maiden name or something, which I think at the right. time is what most people did. Um, he was born on November thirtieth, eighteen thirty-five, and died in April twenty on April twenty-first, nineteen ten. Um, there's a lot of different reasons why it's possible that his that he decided to use the pen name Mark Twain. They they claim or, or Mark Twain claimed that the reason was is because it's something when, when he was growing up, he would he worked on Mississippi River boats. And therefore they would be constantly checking the depth of the water to make sure that it was safe for the passage of boats. And they would measure it. And a Twain was a term for two. So therefore they would okay. scream out Mark Twain 
see. To say that they they're two fathoms that they're they have two fathoms, uh, you know, of water below them. And basically, they're I, saying I, if, I, a fathom is six feet. Yes, I thought it would be like if it was between the two, like between between, like Twain could have been slang it, for between. It could be also. I mean, that's another term used for it, but here here it's referring to two. So basically, they're saying that it's uh, that you got twelve feet of water and it's safe to pass. I see. Yes. So now, yeah, market Twain. That's right. So one of the most uh, fascinating things about him has to do with uh, Haley's Comet. Are you, f- are you familiar with Haley's Comet or about the connection to Mark Twain? Uh, I am familiar with Haley's Comet, less familiar with the connection. So Haley's Comet is a comet that, that uh, uh, passes by Earth uh, every 76 years. It Basically, it passed Earth two weeks before Twain was born in 1835, and he said... In in uh, 1909, the year before he died, he said, I came in with Halley's Comet in 1835. It is coming again next year, and I expect to go out with it. It will be the greatest disappointment of my life if I don't go out with Halley's Comet. The Almighty, has, the Almighty has said, no doubt. Now, here are these two unaccountable freaks. They came in together. They must go out together. And he actually died one month before the comet passed Earth again. Ah, oh, see, he missed it. That's he had right. a schedule. That's right. Never had a chance to see it. Writers. That's right. You've you've actually never seen Taylor's comment in your your life, because it, it I have not. It passed the earth in 1986. Yes. So uh, hopefully you'll be around. Will for the I next, get to next one? Will I care? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. So right. So he mentions about uh, the adventures of Tom Sawyer, which again, I, I'm still trying to figure out the connection between. Tom Sawyer and It's a Wonderful Life. Like, what is the, you know, what's the big deal that Clarence is is reading this book? Is it to, is it to show that he's very simple minded and is reading, you know, a tale about a, a boy growing up uh, in near the Mississippi? I don't know. I, I can't remember enough about the book to 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 think about it. Um, maybe there's some uh, parallel uh, moral. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't able to figure that out. And then let, Joseph, us, let us know. That's right. <laughs> now, did did you hear? Uh, did you pay attention to what Joseph then responds to the fact uh, of this conversation between Franklin and, and Clarence? Uh, uh, no. What he, he says? Say? He says, "Poor George." Joseph is not happy about the fact that Clarence is being given this this assignment, and then he no faith in the guy. Nope. And then he turns to him and goes, or says to him, "Sit down." And he goes, "Sit down. What are we? I'm a star. How am I supposed to sit down? What are you talking about? We're in space. You've never seen animated stars sitting down? No, I haven't. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen <laughs> I put it to you that neither of you. And I said animated. I didn't say real. I'm sure that I've seen. I'm sure that I've seen an animated. I can picture in my mind an animated five five pointed star sitting down in a chair. I don't know from where, but for some reason that's what I think. I don't know. So you've seen the cartoon of It's Wonderful Life. I doubt it. And then Joseph says, "If you're going to help a man, you want to know something about him, don't you? 
Well, naturally, of course I... Now keep your eyes open. See the town? Where? I don't see a thing. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop here for one second. Why is Joseph now telling the story as opposed to Franklin? You know, Franklin is the all-seeing guy. He knows what's going on. He He's the... Joseph just found out himself that there's something going on with George Bailey that everyone is asking about. So doesn't that seem a little strange? Well, so maybe Joseph, I don't know his official title, but maybe he, he's more of a uh, watching things as they happen. So he knows what's up to date and he's got like the full history of George Bailey. But he's only just got to the point of he's now thinking these thoughts. Whereas Franklin might be this all-seeing arbiter of everything like knows what's going to happen what has happened anything that could happen uh-huh. uh, so okay. joseph has joseph knows the story because he's following it along whereas franklin probably does as well but it's, it's, joseph can do this it's joseph's job right okay all right that, that, that i i can buy that also. so then joseph says to him see the town and clarence goes where i don't see a thing oh i forgot you haven't got your wings yet now look, I'll help you out. Concentrate. Begin to see something? Why, yes. This is amazing. If you ever get your wings, and then he gets cut off. So, you know, I guess I, Joseph is, is the type of character. You know, I'm not going to refer to I, I don't know whether he's an angel or whatever he is. doesn't matter. He's, he's the type of character who... It doesn't have very much faith in Clarence, but he still realizes that, you know, this is Clarence's job and he has to help. Yeah. And the idea of him saying, I'll help you out, concentrate, that's all he tells him. You know, if if this was, you know, if we would see two people in human form, so maybe he would like, uh, you know, put his hand on his back or something like that, you know, that that now he's transferring over part of his powers or something like that. Yeah, because concentrate is a terrible instruction because like on what? Like, That's right. And concentrate on what? You know, we want you to yeah. now see the town. So concentrate. Okay, what do I concentrate on? Concentrate on that town at 9.45 Earth time. <laughs> That's I cannot it. see what makes sense in any way. <laughs> concentrate on that town. Yeah. So it's, it's not he's not a good teacher. No, but it works. Uh, so I'm guessing the concentrate doesn't actually have to do anything, and it's just uh, Joseph just do whatever he wants. Correct. But then think about the fact that you know we said that maybe Clarence has been doing jobs for the last 200 years and is still trying to earn his wings. But wouldn't Clarence already know that that's how he's supposed to look at what's going on at Earth? You know, ha- yeah, Joseph, give me like give me a tap on the shoulder, and I'll concentrate, and then you can help me just through it. Well, and he's acting like this is the first time he's seen Earth at all. Oh, that's this right. is amazing. That's right. This is amazing. So, what is amazing? You've 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 done this uh, a thousand times over the last uh, two hundred years. If, yeah. If if the previous times he's done it, he's been uh, deprived of any sensory input of Earth. Maybe that explains why he didn't do a very good job. Ah, that could be too. Like, well, he hasn't earned his wings yet because he couldn't. He had no way to interact with anything. And because he has the IQ of a rabbit. Maybe. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, and, and Joseph then ends the the, the minute with, with a pretty snide remark because he says, well, if you ever get your wings, 
Meaning he doesn't have much faith in him either. And if, if, and you'd think that if he had more faith in Clarence, then he would actually try to either help him out or say, all right, let's not have Clarence do this. I'll do it myself or we'll get some other, uh, you know, some other helper to do this because this apparently is very important that someone helps George Bailey, whoever this guy is. I don't know. Yeah, same. Uh, I'm just happy someone's helping him. Uh, apparently. And I mean, but but and we we see that that Franklin is still there. You know, he's still watching what's going. On. He has his his star has not faded. Well, he's got to assess. He's part of the assessment board for for Clarence. Uh, maybe it's possible. You know, but uh, again, Joseph is pretty reluctant to be able to. Uh, you know, he doesn't try to hide his reluctancy to help him out. <laughs> you know, and then we we see the screen starting to fade again to to black, and then it slowly gives us something that's out of focus. We're not really sure what we're seeing, but we're we're seeing this amazing thing that 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 Clarence is now seeing, whatever it is. Find out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to come out tomorrow for that. All right. So you have anything else for this minute? No. Yo-do. Okay. So every Thursday we have Jimmy Stewart Thursday where my guests will give their top five James Stewart uh, performances. So, Jay, uh, are you going to want to start at five this time, or, or you also need to start at one at the time? I will start at five this time. I have seen more Jimmy Stewart films than I have Frank Capra. I've seen 11 James Stewart films, which was Ooh. more than I thought I had seen. Uh, but that means I can have legitimate top five, so hurry. All right. Uh, so my number five, I've kind of tried, tried to do, I only prefer performances. I've done, like, performances and films kind of blended together. Okay. So, however, that sells out. So, number five is Harvey. Uh, It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember him him being excellent in that uh, oddly film. Uh, Number four, The Flight of the Phoenix. I love The Flight of the Phoenix. Uh, Both both versions. I I enjoy both of them. Uh, Actually, I I only saw the original because I tried to buy a second-hand copy of the remake, and I got home and found it had the original disc in it. So I was like, oh, I'll watch this, and it's a better film. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the first one is much better. Uh, but I do enjoy some aspects of the, of the remake. Yeah. Uh, and Jimmy Stewart is great in it. Number three, The Philadelphia Story, uh, which he, he... Did he win the Oscar for this one or was he nominated? I forget. Yes, he did win Best Actor. Okay, it was, yeah, he was nominated because he did a hiccup. And it's an excellent hiccup. Uh, number two is this film. It's a Wonderful Life. Excellent performance. I actually had that lower until really? I watched it. Uh, so this this rewatch bumped it up. And number one is my favorite Hitchcock film is Rear Window. Uh, I, I love everything about Rear Window, the making of it, everything in the film, the mystery, the performances, everything. It's a perfect, See, there you go. Now uh, you have a, a movie that you can do uh, minute by minute if you really want to. There are so many that I could do minute by minute, Rob. I just do not have the time. You make the time for things that are important. <laughs> I, I, I do. That's why I don't do a minute by minute podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are other things in my life more important. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I have other things in my life that are equally. I go to sleep sometimes. I sleep. I'm, I'm waiting for when uh, Jim appears on this show to see where he puts Airport 77 on his list. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> uh, it's down the bottom of mine. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not great, is it? <laughs> yeah, he'll probably put it really high. <laughs> Who knows? And Mark's not on this season, so we won't get any obscure uh, you know, Jimmy Stewart uh, stuff. Five will go to waste. I wouldn't put that past uh, Mark to do that. It's definitely true. 
All right. So once again, Jay, do you want to tell people where they can find uh, Jay Cluett? I have a, a personal blog. It's called lifeversusfilm.com. Uh, it's my main aim there was going through the 1001 movies you must see before you die list, which is wonderful life is on. And I have not reviewed it yet. Maybe I will. Um, not a lot happens at that site, but if I do write anything, that's where it ends up. Uh, lifeversusfilm.com. All right. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, subscribe on any podcast you use and listen to the show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for a move around minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on X and you can find me on my website, movearoundminute.com. So, Jay, you feel like coming back in tomorrow to take us to a completely different place in time? Sure, let's slide on down that hill. All right, just be careful. It might be a little icy. All right. I'll be fine. Very good. So, until tomorrow, hot dog. Hot dog. I love you truly, truly, dear. Life with its sorrow. Life with its tears